0: Welcome to Holding Center, a podcast created to help you own and hold center stage, not only on show day, but also in your life. I'm your host, Ashley Markham, owner of myo Strength. And joined with me is my co-host, Ashley Spoker, owner of BB Fit. Let's hold center. Yo, what's going on at Spilks? Almost called you Ash. That's my name. It's that's for me. What's up? What's up? Nothing. Another, another
1: week down. I actually had a pretty exciting week. Not that you've asked, but I'm just going to roll into it because I want to talk about it because who doesn't want to hear about my great life? Um, I hear about your life. So um, for business, I had two new clients that signed down, which is great. And I'm going to start working on building a website I've like asked around a few people I'm probably I think I just want to pay someone to fucking do it because I don't know how to do it and I think that's the best route for yeah. me but that's exciting that's new I think that's going to come and then um I have finally this is my first week training till failure and let me tell you oh, yeah I'm fucking sore that I, <laughs> I am so tired i was also on my cycle this past week too so like that didn't help with my fatigue sure. and like my cns is just fucking overloaded like sa- sunday i did legs my second leg day of the week and i got in my car after my lift and i sat there for like i kid you not 20 minutes before i oh, yeah. home. i just oh, yeah, had oh, yeah. to sit and i was like a fucking potato like a spud i was like dude i just wrecked all that shit and i'm so yep. happy but like i cannot do anything but yeah That is my exciting, exciting week. Those two big things for me. How about you? How's your past past couple of days here?
0: Yeah, it's been a little rough. Like I kind of hit like a mini depression ever since coming back from Cali. Cause obviously like it was such a big trip, a lot of things with the time zone change and stuff like that. So I've been trying to do things to kind of help me come to center a little bit and get like more into with my routine. So like my gym finally opened up since they moved, so I've been having like my re- my consistent gym routine, which has helped. Um, I've been getting into cooking and baking. So like over the weekend, I made like eggs Benedict from stra- from scratch for Eric. Ooh, so like, I
1: saw that, yeah, yeah.
0: Like I made the English muffins, the hollandaise sauce, poached some eggs. Like it was it was a fun time.
1: Wait and wait then, wait, you made the English muffins too?
0: Yes, bitch. Like fuck oh, Thomas. Geez. I made. Do I'm oh, a really good. I am a really good <laughs> chef. Like, I'm not even going to be humble about it. Like, I make some good-ass shit. Um, And I also made him um chocolate peanut butter brownies. Mm. So that was been a lot of fun. And also, I went to Lowe's and got stuff for a garden. So I'm going to try a garden this year. So um, you're going to love it. Let me know, like, if you have
1: any questions. Like, my garden last year was popping. I will, soon. actually.
0: Yeah, because wow. South Carolina has three growing seasons. And so they have mm-hmm. a cool spring. A hot summer, a cool fall. So this week I'm going to be, I'm going to rent a rototiller and till up the garden. And I'm going to be using like compost and other stuff to kind of get it ready. Um, Cause I can actually start planting, like sowing in the ground starting in February. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to start sowing the cool vegetables and the cool fruits. Um, Some are going to be in flats in the house. So I have like a whole, like, like light set up with flats and stuff like that. So those are going to get planted this week that I can transfer in like a few more weeks. So in like four to six weeks, I can actually like plant those in the ground, but some I'm going to directly. sow, depending upon if they can handle it or not, but I have like, a, I have bought probably like 25 packets of seeds, like anything from carrots to spinach, to tomatoes, to lettuce. So like guys, if you want produce, hit me up. <laughs>
1: Dude, fuck it up. That's I know like last year, I don't even know what I, I don't even know why I got this, but I got like white eggplant and mind you i was in a fucking health phase so i could not eat a damn thing out of my garden i literally could not eat one thing that came out of my fucking garden oh. but i had oh, like massive um amounts of like this white eggplant like every day i was going out there and there was like three or four of them and i'm like holy fuck and like nobody eats eggplants so i was just like taking them to like my nursing job and like giving them away obviously because i was like damn, yeah. I can't eat this but for some reason yeah dude you're gonna love it and the shit tastes so much better Mhm.
0: Yeah. I'm really pumped. I actually got this garden that's specifically for South Carolina. So I'm in a zone nine for mm-hmm. people that actually know what the fuck that means. So we have like obviously like a nicer climate for having a longer growing period. So hopefully I don't fuck it up. I am a little nervous because I've never done it before, but I want this to be truly a thing for being a hobby. So mm-hmm. I'm accepting that it's okay to fail, That like some things are not going to take some things might get diseased. Some things might get overrun with pests, but I'm going to try to get like as many friends for flowers um, to help like with pollination and stuff. And fun fact, my dad's actually an apiarist, an apiarist. So he like has bees. My dad's a bee guy. Yeah. Like he has like his own bee farm and his own girls. And so he actually lives in Saluda, which is like two and a half hours away. So I might ask him if there are any specific flowers that like bees really do like. And I know anyone that has like a, I think it's like a, a good, not a stem, but there's some type of, Whatever the female part of the flower, bees like those. So like whatever those are exposed, the bees like. So interesting. I've always wanted
1: to get like into like bees and like honeybees and the shit, but I'm like terrified.
0: Dude, my dad loves his girls. Like my dad used to be this like obese, like 300 pound like biker. And now ever since he got like weight loss surgery and he retired, he's like, he just loves his girls. That's what he calls them, his girls. They'll be like, the girls are busy today. And he'll like take a picture of his hives. (laughs) fucking hilarious (laughs) fucking love
1: that but yeah let's let's dive into like this week's topic for sure you know Mm -hmm. and then you know it's going to be great honestly moving forward with each week we're going to talk about your garden growth but so this week we are going to bring up um one of the i personally think is one of the most important things because without it you honestly will not be successful there's a lot of things that go into bodybuilding but what we're going to talk about today is polishing your look Mm -hmm. So how you look on, on the stage and show day, you know, you've dieted down, you've prepped for, for 20 something weeks, 30 weeks, whatever it may be, but there's a lot more that requires for you to hold that, that center of the stage, that first placing. And it's, it goes into your overall look and presentation.
0: Yeah. I mean, shit, like just to not play devil's advocate, but like you've been doing that for more than 20 weeks, right? Because a part of your growth phase, your, your health phases, like all of that goes into show day. So imagine like you know, taking two years off, three years off plus actually grow some damn muscle. We don't take six month growth phases in this, in this town. Like that's just not, that's not, no, we don't do that. But like, imagine you actually take enough time off to grow. You do your, your growth phases, your holding phases, your, you know, your two, your cleanup phases, and now you actually prep and you're like peak week. Right. And you fuck up because you don't know how to present it. Mm. Yeah. Like and that shit matters in your placing as well. Mm-hmm. Especially in like the, I don't want to say the smaller divisions, but like, you know, things like men's physique and bikini and figure, like that shit really matters. Like they want you to have the look, right? Like they mm-hmm. want you to be refined, to be polished. And this goes everywhere from your hair, your makeup, the suit that you buy, your jewelry, um, the way the suit fits, the way the suit is colored, like making sure that you you're peaked properly obviously that's more of a coaching thing than a competitor thing but that does you know require communication with your coach eliminating certain foods like making sure you're not fucking eating hundreds of cauliflower rice bags like like this is the time to make sure that everything is as polished and fine-tuned as possible and that also includes your posing because when you are holding center stage holla like you Mm -hmm. need to own center stage holla yeah,
1: pretty much. Yeah. So we're just going to break all that down. So, you know, obviously like your, your suits, your trunks for guys that, that wear that, like that shit matters. Like it, it really does. And there's a whole lot of great companies out there that have different suits. Um, there's also different cuts for the suit, like the bottom. So, you know, there's ones that are a little bit more modest. There's ones that are called the pro cut, which show the most glutes for, for bikini athletes and wellness athletes, you know? Um, so that matters too, because why? I mean, I understand to a point where it's like, Hey, like some people may be wanting to be a little bit more modest and have it cover. But if you're trying to fucking win, you're going to need a pro cut. Obviously it's not going to be a fucking G string, but show those glutes off, show that muscle off. You've worked hard for it. So it needs to be presented on stage. And it, it if you've ever looked at side-by-side pictures of someone who has a more moderate cut versus a pro cut, like, The Mm. moderate cut covers, I kid you not, like 50% or more of your glutes. Like you do not see the top half of your, of your booty cheeks and that shit matters.
0: Yeah. I'll be honest. The, there are some that do like the, there's like, I think there are more cuts now where like some, there's called the Olympia cut and micro cut and the pro cut. Mm -hmm. Like those are like the most common ones. And the micro cut, I think are good for like the petite, the petite women that like just need to. A show a bit more versus like a pro cut and Olympia cut. Like that's like fairly presentable, fairly well-rounded, but like, i am be real. If you get the Brazilian cut or the moderate cut, you're you're not going to do well. You're not going to do well. Like, it's just, I have never seen anyone do well with a Brazilian cut or a moderate cut. I've never seen them get top placings because you can't see your, your glutes. You cannot see your glutes. And part of bikini is delts and glutes. So like, if you're covering 50% of what they're trying to judge, you're not going to place well. So like, I get, if it's a modesty thing, if it is a modesty thing, maybe bodybuilding isn't for you. Like, I mean, maybe that sounds super harsh, but like the whole point of bodybuilding is to be judged on your physique. And if you can't display your physique, you can't show your physique. What are we doing? What are Mm -hmm. we
1: doing? Not doing the right shit. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, too, another uh, tidbit on Suze is like the color, the color matters. So they make any fucking color ever, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a lot of like light pastel colors that don't mesh well with with mm-hmm. your skin tone, with your look, you look washed out like they have like lilac purple there. I will say there are a few people that can pull some of this off. Usually if they have yeah. blonde hair, I will say. Um, but like oranges, yellows are usually like a no go. The very powder blues are a no go. Um, yeah too, I like to think that the undertones of your own skin matters too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, under, I will say, I think, um, darker skin women can pull off the yellows and the oranges, especially the bigger divisions. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen hella good, like orange and yellow suits that kind of look like a fire. But then again, those are like figure women's physique type of suits where like they can kind of have cooler designs to accentuate their, their femininity, their, their presentation, but like something like bikini and wellness, I don't think those colors, those like primary colors. I don't think they do well, honestly, jewel tones do really well. Hmm. Yeah, no. And
1: shit, hold on for, I was going to say about, about colors. Oh, I was going to give my own experience. So my first go around, I wore like a green and it did not look good on me I have like a lot Wait. of like red undertones and the green was just mm. terrible for me it was it, it just did not look well at all um so I switched to blue this past year and then my next suit upcoming um is going to be actually different color I think than blue but um with my dark black hair blue yeah. I think blue always looks good and blue is like a like a hot one right now like I think at the yeah yeah like everyone is like in royal blue it's it Mm -hmm. looks good on everyone in my opinion so if you don't know what color to get I would say probably royal blue is going to be a good (laughs) good bet for you
0: yeah or ask the place that you're buying a suit or renting a suit like Mm -hmm. especially if you can like it's really rare that you can go in and try things on I mean some places offer it but like you know some people are willing to send you swatches and like stuff like that so like don't be afraid to like ask for swatches because especially if you're buying a fucking suit. Like these are not like little target bikinis that are 20 bucks. These are like, you know, even the cheaper places, like my first suit was from Val's bikini and I actually got more compliments on my Val's bikini, which was $200 than I did for my toxic angels, which was 600. Mm. Like I got more compliments on the cheaper suit. And honestly, like I prefer the cheaper suit because it fit better. And I had a better customer service experience. Like I'm just being real. I'm not trying to throw shade on toxic. Like a lot of girls love them. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't my suit. I wasn't really happy with the experience. So like, don't be afraid to ask for color swatches. Don't be afraid to, especially if you're buying a suit, that's two to upwards of a thousand dollars. Like if it does not fit you make that shit fit. And that's the company's job. Like you want to make sure you have that, you know, customer service interaction and not like do that thing that especially women do, because we're really bad at confrontation where it's like, Oh no, it's fine. I'll make it fit. Like, no, if you are spending like $8,000 on a suit, make that shit fit. Mm. Yeah. Cause like
1: that, it you'll see it on show day if it doesn't fit well, like I guarantee it. Like, um, I was telling Ash this past week, um, you know, like we said, like alterations are going to be a huge thing for your suit. Like it should fit like a glove. My first um, prep, I don't know what the fuck happened, but I was in peak week and I lost like damn, like I don't know, like nine, 10, 11 pounds, something astronomically a lot in one week. Probably a whole bunch of inflammation came down, but my well, suit. I was going to say, we know what
0: happened. <laughs> you you, you, <laughs> you <stress>. know. <laughs> but
1: um, yeah. And, um, my suit did not fit. The bottoms were falling off of me. And um, I was like, shit. And Mm -hmm. this is like two days out. I'm like, what am I going to fucking do? So at that point, I was like, I got to find someone who can alter it. And I will tell you, at least where I am from, a lot of people, if they didn't make that suit, they won't touch it. It was so weird. I went to like six or seven different places and they're like, I don't want to mess with that because they know it's expensive. They know the crystals are on there and they're like, shit, like they did not want to bring it in for me. So I ended up for that competition using like bikini bite. Yep. That's a great product. So it was actually the only one I've used it for my, uh, 2021 season where I did four shows. I didn't use it at all because my suit fit so well. Um, and so like Bikini Bite is essentially, it's a product that like you can either like roll, I think there's a roll-on one and there might yep. be, maybe it is just a roll-on. Maybe there is no other one. I but, use the um, roll-on, yeah. They, sometimes even at the show, like people will have it, um, like the sponsors yep. or whatever, the and they will, um, you roll it on and it's like glue. Like it glues it to your skin. So it does not slide down
0: at all. Yeah. It's kind of uncomfortable to be honest with you. Like I actually didn't have a choice. Like the guy that was like touching up my tan, like literally, <laughs> mind you guys, when you are backstage, there are no rules, right? Like it is just a jungle out there. Like the show promoters, the the people doing the tans, like it's a very fun, chill, but there are no rules. This motherfucker, <laughs> he like takes kind of, he doesn't take the suit off me, but he like picks up my connectors for me and rolls the shit (laughs) off. I didn't ask him to. He just came on in. I was like, motherfucker. Like, it's just awesome. And (laughs) on a side note, like when you're getting your tan, like I think you can wear pasties. I just, most people just go full on nude. This is just just a side for me. I was shocked about the amount of women who had their nips pierced. Mm, Really? I was pleasantly surprised. I was like looking around. I was like, these, these, not only do these women got titties because most people have breast dog anyway this was before I got my breast dog so I'm, a, I'm there looking like a little teenage boy I'm like well I got nothing to to cover up so like fuck yeah. it but these women, <laughs> women they got tiggle bitties and piercings and I was like that is some Amazonian like feminine shit I am here for mm-hmm. it fuck I was just not prepared for the amount of titty piercings yeah I was gonna say I think I don't I think it
1: was like an age group era like my age group like I think a lot of people that I know have gotten others done or have theirs or had them yeah. done for a really long time. I love it. I think it's great. Um, cool.
0: Yeah, I think it's better yeah. than it's cool like- I'll have to say this a good transition to skin and prep because it mm-hmm. matters. And I'll be honest, like if you really honest to God want to do your own tan, fine. But I honestly think, especially if it's like um sun, liquid sun rays or what's the other company for DIY no like the the actual like professionals um oh Liquid sh- and another one. oh I can't even think of it because I, I always do my own I know you're not me, a really I would <sighs> never I don't want to think about it I just want someone to spray me and be done with it because I know they will do a better job than I will ever do but you're also a professional tanner right like you know how to do that shit so like <laughs> someone like me I'm like nah spray me bitch yeah. I don't, I just, yeah, I think for me
1: it's a control thing too. And mm-hmm. I don't like to be like rushed. So mm-hmm. I think the DIY kit does well. Um, and then like my athletes that I've put on stage, they're, they're local. So, um, I do it for them most of the time. Okay. So I do their own DIY tan. Um, but yeah, I can see why like it creates, I think for me too, they'll like when I'm in peak week, I want like no fucking stress. So like having appointments and having to be certain places at certain times, like stresses me out even more. Mm-hmm. And I would rather like, for me personally, I would rather just do it myself. Um, but there are options. Yeah. Like, so you can do the DIY, you buy the kit. Um, I use Protan. That's the company.
0: Protan is the other uh, one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Duh. duh. Duh, duh, I was like, yeah. Protan and then liquid rays. Yeah, you're right. Those yeah. are the two. Um, so yeah, I use Protan. Um, it literally—they give you everything. They give you a mitt, all of that good stuff, and you—I start applying my shit on like Wednesday night hmm. uh, to get nice and dark by Saturday. But before I even do that, like you have to make sure you're like exfoliating your skin and shaving all of your fucking hair. A lot of people ask me, should I get a wax? If you are not used to getting a fucking wax. Do not do it on fucking peak week. You have no idea how your skin's going to react. You can have a lot of redness. Um, It could be very painful and you could have inflammation from that. So like if you're not accustomed to doing it, just fucking shave. Do not get a wax the week of. Um, I will say that the and like when we say shave your hair, it's not just like your legs and your your snatch. Like it's your fucking arms. everything. everything. Yeah. Yep. Like I remember last year. So um I went to do like my first show with my coach in Columbus at the time. And I got there. It was like Thursday night or something and I was like okay like I have my first coat of tan on and she looks at me and she's like what is that I'm like what is what and she's like on your butt and I was like what's on my butt and she's like it's hairy and I was like no it's not I don't have a hairy ass it was like those little white oh, like yeah fellas be- hairs that you can see in the in the sunlight or whatever and she's just like you need to go back in that shower and shave that shit off I was like I've never shaved my ass in my life I didn't think I had a hairy ass but that matters because on stage with those show lights like you'll see it and it'll reflect and it's like not a good look
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So honestly I would start shaving everything like two to three weeks out just to get into the habit of it. So that way, like your skin, you know, you get like one, you practice, you don't fucking cut yourself because that's not going to look either. If you fucking cut yourself, like I'll be honest, I have used Nair before. I Mm. obviously did it a few weeks out, not peak weeks to see how my skin would react. And it was actually fine. Like, especially like round, like the kitty cat, like that helped with the bikini line because I unfortunately like really get those razor bumps pretty bad even if i use baby powder down there just because just the the chafing um so that was good for me but yeah you want to make sure that you are exfoliating your skin that you are shaving everywhere do not be afraid to ask your significant other to shave your booty hole like i mean it is okay like it is okay (laughs) and you want to be smooth down there so whether you are doing it yourself when it comes to just the tan or you do want to do the show day promoters. Like just make sure that you are paying attention to the directions, make sure you are following them and make sure you show up on time to your appointments. If not, you could also sometimes show up a little bit earlier because they'll just like take you. And that's what I've done before. It's like, I'll be like an hour early or maybe 30 minutes early. And I'll be like, yo, I'm here. And they'll just spray me up. And like, they're really nice about it too. And they do a good job. So I've had great experiences with like Tan and liquid. I will say one thing about doing
1: your own tan though The only, well, there could be a lot of issues, but you have to make sure you are dark enough and you are matching everybody else on stage. The reason they tan you on stage is so it's kind of like equalizing everybody. Also to see your muscles too, because you look better when you're tan. But like, it's so it's like an even playing field. Like I kid you not, there are people that will go on stage without even getting a tan. You stick out like a sore thumb, please. And not in a good way. (laughs) Right, and if you are doing it, yourself just make sure you are dark enough and like when you're at home and you don't have anyone to like compare to you you're gonna be like wow I don't I feel I feel like I'm already dark enough you're probably not go darker add another coat
0: yeah honestly in that if you are gonna do it yourself I would say I would opt for going darker and if you notice you are too dark maybe doing a quick rinse a roo Mm
1: -hmm. and like
0: some touch-ups because like you can correct going too dark to an extent But if you are too light, like there are only so many applications that you can do before it's just kind of too late. So either don't risk it for the biscuit and do the show day tan or have a professional help you like Ash, because Ash is like, again, she's a tanner. So she knows how to do this shit. Or if you are going to do it yourself, like I would say practice, like there's no, Mm -hmm. like there's no shame in practicing beforehand. Like one, you want to make sure that the tan reacts well to your skin and two, like it's it's a learning curve like anything. So like have your significant other help you, have your mom help you, like whatever. Like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, exactly. so that's kind of like the skin prep. And then also, just a side note, just a little tidbit. When you are in a hotel, make sure you bring your own sheets because you will stain anything that you you touch. And that includes the toilet seat. So you need to get like a Shiwi or a paper cup or a plastic cup to piss in, and your bed sheets, you need to wear like all black or brown, then something that you don't give a fuck about because the tan will stain. And then in the hotel beds, like bring a dark sleeping bag. I think like there are some places that have like specific cover-ups that you can wear. Or for me, I just bring brown sheets and just kind of like cocoon myself that way, because again, it will stain and you will have to pay fees and that's just not fun.
1: Oh yeah. know that's a, that's a pain in the dick. Last thing about the tan before we move on to our next point, which is makeup, hair, and nails, but Do not get, if you are a female in like wellness, bodybuilding figure, um, do not have them spray your face. Do not. I've seen it done before. No, the makeup artist will match your face to your tan. And what I mean by that is it's supposed to be two shades lighter. So your face will be darker, but it's not supposed to match the tan of your body. It looks If you get your face sprayed it gets muddy yeah it looks dirty Um, i will say like i've seen a lot of people like will look like they have a mustache
0: and that is not feminine Mm -mm. you can see the guys that do it when they get their face tanned especially when Mm -hmm. they haven't practiced posing and they're sweating dicks on stage (gasps) like it looks like they look like they just came out of the coal mines and it's not a good look so like women mm -mm, don't get your face sprayed just have your makeup artist cover up that shit which that kind of leads us to hair, makeup, and nails. Unless you are makeup savvy, and I am not one of those bitches. Like, if you are a bitch, a savvy bitch with makeup, I mean, fucking good on you. But this is like almost drag style makeup, where you need to have everything: the foundation, the eyelashes, the mascara, the eyeshadow, the you know contouring of your face. This needs to be on point. It needs to be beautiful. It needs to be feminine. It needs to complement but not necessarily match your suit. I cannot tell you how many times I have seen like bright red lipstick on some people that shouldn't be wearing bright red lipstick. And it is not a look. Like I said, it is borderline drag makeup because you need to see your face from the stage. The judges can judge your entire package, but it needs to complement, not necessarily match. And so like for me, I had a bright red suit for my second show. I did not want bright red lipstick. I wanted like You know, a deeper red because that actually does did look good. And a deeper red was the move, not bright, you know, what my mom would call whore red. Like, (laughs) don't do bright whore red. (laughs) I you will
1: see if you go on and some pros will wear it again. They're pros and it complements them. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, it's like just to, to kind of relay what Ashley it has to complement your look and your package. Like, and sometimes I, I kid you not, it will take a few times to figure it out. Yeah. Like my first two shows, I was wearing um, like pink lipstick. Like I wanted like a light pink cause I thought that was going to look good with my blue. It looked okay. But then by the time I got to my fourth show of that year, I had more of like a nude color and that was my look. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying like I had like white lips or like super nude. There was like obviously a little bit of tone to it, but um, that was my look. Um, and also too, um, the hair matters. You will see some girls with with straight hair, some with curly. You need to play around with what looks best for you beforehand. Don't go into your show day and you have your makeup artist there. And most of the time they do your hair too. Um, or you can do your hair on your own if you're more comfortable with that don't go in and be like, well, I don't know what I want. Have an idea. Send yep. that picture over to your coach. Your coach will tell you what is going to look better on you. Um, I had straight hair for three of my shows. And then my last show I had curls. Um, and either way I got compliments from the judges on both that I looked very polished. I looked very neat, very feminine, very clean. Um, so I personally like straight hair for me, but I think that, um, curly hair gives me a little bit more of a feminine edge on my look. Um, I just, my hair doesn't hold curls. So it stresses me out a little bit more. And I just like straight hair. I'm, I, it's just my preference, but even though it's my preference, it's not my best look. Yep.
0: Yeah. Something I will say is I did curls for my first show and straight for my second show. And I also use extensions. You probably do want to use extensions, especially if you have someone that has fine hair, um, or that doesn't have length. because in bikini, we do not want to be accentuating our back. And so if you have an overly developed you know, blats and upper back. That's something you do want to hide because you will get points docked for that. But at the end of the day, like making sure your extensions aren't too long because if they're touching your butt or covering your butt again, it's just, it goes, it goes back to the Brazilian cut or the moderate cut. They can't judge what they cannot see. So if your extensions are too long, you need to snip snip them. Like if you notice that when you're arching your back and they are touching, bring a pair of scissors with you and cut that shit. Like, Mm-hmm. do it like i've done that like i let my friend borrow my extensions because we had the same color hair at the time and they're just clip ins and for me it works so again i'm five seven for her she was like five two five three and they were like touching her butt so i guess clipped my extensions for her because i was like listen this is like a fucking she this was her um she was competing for a pro card i'm like listen mm-hmm. me cutting my extensions is way way less important for, um, <laughs> than you like you know missing your pro card because they can't see your butt so like i had no problem cutting my hair for her Um, but making sure that they're placed right. And Mm -hmm. I think this is just my own personal opinion. I think having fuller curly hair, if you have a less physique, meaning you're not as full, you're not as developed, will help to give you a little va-va-voom versus if you're kind of a naturally stringier athlete, because you're just not as developed and you're newer straight hair makes everything more streamlined and it's not necessarily a good look. So you can kind of like with your hair, give you a little bit of a bigger frame by having that extra volume and more complete look. Because when I was at my second show, I was not a developed athlete. I looked really stringy and my stringy straight hair did not really look that good. It was just, I looked like a popsicle stick on stage and it just wasn't the move for me personally. So I think that's just more of a personal thing, but I still got compliments, but looking back on my stage photos, I was like, that's, that wasn't mm-hmm. the move. But anyway- it- have it professionally done because, like, I don't do hair. Mm-hmm. Which another, I just have like
1: so. Apparently, I never knew what I wanted to do in life, but um, I actually am a cosmetologist, um, so I can do hair. I just hate. To, I know. Look at your face; you're fucking shook. So yeah, I did uh, two years of cosmetology school. Went down to state boards, passed my test, um, practiced for like maybe two weeks, and then I've never looked back because I hated it. But um, I still I can do all of that shit. I still professionally get it done um, because. It just, it looks so much better. They know what they're doing. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Like I was just going to say, like, I, even though I can do it, I prefer to have somebody else do yeah. it. If you're not 100% like confident and able to do it and have it look nice and comparable to everybody else on stage, don't fucking do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't I'll be fuck. honest. I think it's kind of like a nice little treat, especially because I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. someone that gets my hair or nails or anything done on a regular basis. I mean, hair, like twice a year but like everything else is just kind of like yeah so I think it's a nice like treat yourself to have someone mm-hmm. like do your hair play with your hair do your makeup like I find that to be fun like I know the appointments can be stressful because sometimes you're getting up at like the ass crack of before dawn at like 3 a.m to make your like makeup appointments but I still have fun like you know them playing around with it asking my thoughts and opinions and then obviously like seeing the look like oh mm-hmm. that is so special yeah, um, sucks, for, sucks for you shorties out there that gotta be those early
1: appointments. Me and Ash are a little bit taller, so we're always later because our classes are later. But
0: yeah, yeah. Some, like
1: some of y'all people are gonna be like, 3 a.m. have to get up and get your fucking shit done. Sorry.
0: Yeah, exactly. But once you have the hair and the makeup, then we're also looking at your nails. And whether you want to do professional nails or honestly, I just did press-ons. Mm-hmm. Like CBS offers some really nice press-ons that I did like, they were mostly a French tip, but they also had like a little bit of jewels on them like the night before please do it the night before not any especially if you're not really good at like understanding how nails work because i get i don't get my nails gone i don't do claws so like having to like figure out how to eat and live like it was awful when i did it like a few days out so when i did it like the night before my my last time i competed it was so much easier to function Mm -hmm. also like just learn how to like have nails and plus like that way it was kind of like a nice wind down routine just like playing with your nails, putting shit on, um, versus like having like claws throughout the week. Like I said, if you're experienced with nails, God bless you, you do whatever you need to do. You go and get like a nice manicure done professionally. But for someone like me that wanted to do it as cheaply as possible, I think press ons were totally fine. Yeah, I think I did a mix. Um
1: now I get my claws done all the time, but um I've done the press on ones too. If you are doing the press on ones, please bring the extra nails and bring your fucking glue with you because they can pop off and you will not go on stage with a missing nail. You look like trash. Mm-hmm. Um and with that being said too, again, the color matters. Do not show up with like bright red nails, bright blue nails, bright green nails. I don't care if it matches your fucking suit. Go for something like Ash said that's French tip that maybe has like a little bit of like a white design, a nude, a light pink. Um, Even light pink can be a little bit on the touchy side, in my personal opinion. But um, make it look nice. Make it look flawless. Again, think of beauty pageant, you know. Sometimes they do have colors, but most of the time you just want something that is neat, clean, and shows femininity.
0: Yeah, like you don't want the judges looking at your manicure. You want them looking at your your you know, your shoulders, your ass, you know, your nice, like streamlined abdominals. They don't want you like that, yeah. If your judge is like, hey, I really like your nails, but you got like last call outs, like, mm. <laughs> like that sucks. <laughs> <you> no, <know? laughs> don't do that. And something really like of complimentary, like jewelry, jewelry also matters when it comes to bracelets, earrings, like rings. Not only do we want them to again accentuate the look, but also think about like when you're doing your posing routine like some women have a lot of sass with their poses and do a lot of like things with their arms and flipping their hair be careful because that shit can get tied up in your hair and that mm. is just wreck your posing and so like for example if you flip your hair back with your left hand and you pose like on your left side with the left side's extended like maybe you don't have the jewelry and shit a lot on the left side because if you find that you're moving your hair back and it gets caught you're fucked right so like just be careful especially if it's like a cheaper like extended like elastic shit because that shit will get caught in your hair but have fun with it sometimes less is more mm-hmm. you know i wouldn't have everything on every finger i wouldn't have it necessarily right and left side like Find what you think is most natural and most feminine that makes you feel most confident because that at the end of the day is going to translate much better to your entire experience than like looking like the shady guy in like the back alley that has like watches up his sleeve and like, you know, shit in his trench coat. Like, don't do that shit. Like sometimes less is more, but I will say necklaces, don't do it. Let, the, oh, let, let, your, let your boobies accentuate, let the crystals accentuate on their own. And then if you have a belly ring, maybe, maybe mm. I have seen. Some, I have a belly ring. I have seen some people with like really nice defined abdominals completely wreck their shit because their belly button ring looks like something, you know, a spring breaker would wear when someone's taking jello shots out of her belly button. Like, it's like really like, like, it's just long. It's like, it's long. It's like got its own little diamonds and stuff like that. Again. Sometimes just a single stud is really impactful. Like I think it's Sid Gillen, the figure pro that Mm -hmm. has a little stud that makes her physique look feminine as fuck. So if you have a belly button ring, keep it simple or just take it out. It's one day, it's not going to close up. Like you're not going to be the end of the world. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of my own personal like
1: opinion on belly button rings. I I don't have any athletes that wear them. So I don't have that issue right now. I've never worn one because when I was younger, I ripped my belly button ring out and it obviously oh girl it was a whole th- I was in Mexico it was a, it was a thing I, I I was doing fucking shots out of my belly button and you mess a fucking mess yeah. but anyways story for another time but yeah um how do you feel since we're both sitting here about septums then since we both have our septums pierced would you take yours out flip it up or have it just hang there
0: I probably would take it out or mm-hmm. do a clear flip. thing because I'll be honest with you my septum piercing for me is not how I identify femininity. This for me is a badass bitch thing that I love rocking, but I don't wanna rock a badass motherfucking on stage. I want to present a feminine goddess that wants to own the stage like a stripper. Like Mm -hmm. I have an alter ego, I call her Vanessa. When Vanessa's on stage, she is like just Mm -hmm. sexual and sensual. Mm -hmm. Vanessa does not wear a bull ring ash Mm -hmm. wears a bull ring ash wears my black cap black hoodie bull ring and black sweats vanessa does not vanessa is my alter ego my feminine so i will be taking my shit out i will have i'll be taking all my other piercings out on my ears except for like two nice big you know not not gaudy earrings but essentially gaudy earrings Mm -hmm. to accentuate the physique but no i will take out the bull ring yeah at the time of
1: my last go around, I had, um, just like a stud or a hoop on the one side and I I ended up taking it out. And then, um, since competing, um, I got my septum done, but I will not wear it on stage. I remember my old coach told me too, like, obviously it doesn't look feminine too, but she's like, you have to remember the age of the judges that face piercings were not a thing. It does not look good to them. Um, and it's all, it's ultimately up to them and, you know, supposed to be just not taking that much into consideration but they can knock you down for shit
0: like that because if it doesn't fit the feminine criteria yeah then so be it no one on the olympia stage has a bull ring to my knowledge like in bikini especially like i haven't seen it in fact i don't even think bikini athletes on the olympia stage have their belly button ring so i might even take mine out when i compete again it's one of those things is are you looking not for like the top of your class or the top of like you know who just won their pro card i mean are you looking at the olympias who won comparing your physique to theirs how do they present their femininity when it comes to their complete look and that's something you should try to emulate in your own way because that's what's winning and if you were doing bodybuilding to win pay attention to that <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and like these things that we're telling you actually fucking matter a ton like i want to like stress this so much because say you have two athletes that look relatively the same they're both balanced they both fit the criteria for the division but One's makeup doesn't look good. The mm. one who has better makeup or better hair or doesn't have all of this extra, like, gaudy jewelry will win. I promise you 100% that presentation will mm. win. Even more so, too, if the other athlete has a better physique, but their presentation isn't up to par, isn't top tier, they will place lower. 100%. Because again, this shit
0: matters. Yep. Yep. And so once you have the suit, the skin, the hair, the jewelry, all of the the outside stuff, then you need to get into posing and you should be posing honestly in your off season. I'm not saying you need to necessarily work with a posing coach, but dust off the heels, you know, get a little uncomfortable. Like, yeah, your, your posing is going to change as your physique changes. But at the end of the day, make sure you practice posing, get a good qualified posing coach doesn't have to be local. In fact, I think sometimes local is not great because yeah, they can be with you in person, moving your body. But if they're a no-name and they're not putting good bodies on stage, like I would much rather pay someone like Kenny or another well-named, well-established posing coach that is putting good bodies on stage and presenting them well and paying out the ass for online Zoom appointments than some Joe Blow local who can like push my hips in the right direction. Like Mm -hmm. that at the end of the day, uh uh-uh. Like I want the best of the best because I want to be the best of the best.
1: And hiring a posing coach is so beneficial because they know what looks good on your body. You cannot Mm -hmm. pull up a YouTube video. Sure, you can pull up a YouTube video to kind of learn like the basics and how the routines go. But like everybody's shape is different. And the point of posing is to accentuate your physique. So like you could be posing way different. Your transitions can be way different. Than somebody else because you want to show off um what you what looks the best on your frame so um yeah and like you can tell you can tell the people that don't it's so funny that you said that you said like we should be practicing in our off season so I've been really bad at this this past year I usually practice after every single one of my lifts but since my health phase I just (laughs) have been so shitty about it and today I was like last week for my check-in I was like all right I'm gonna do a video today I put my heels on did my pictures and I was like all right I'm gonna do a little posing video too I was (laughs) five minutes in I was like holy fuck my ankles hurt already like I was like I have not been practicing and that's the shit like when you're on stage you're going to be in those heels for a long time you're going to be moving in these in you know these poses and that's when they do comparisons you know turn to the front turn to the side you know even with guys you know front double bicep, all of these things, they are looking for you to make a flaw in your posing. And when you do that, you will play slower. Mm -hmm. So it is so important to hire someone that knows what they're talking about. That keeps you in a good position to always work on your posing because again, it fucking matters.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think, I think it was Sandy Williams. That was like, the longer you are on stage, the longer we get to look for your flaws. Like when you are being judged, it is not in a positive way. They're not looking to be like, Oh, this girl's perfect. No, they're looking at where is she fucking up? Where are her flaws? Where can we dock her points? You know, it's like, it's like comparing a counterfeit bill to a real bill. They're not looking for what's perfect. They're looking for what's fucked up. So (laughs) practice. Do I have so many great quips? I love these, but practice posing, especially when it starts to get, when you were in prep, you know, start small and build your way up. I wouldn't start posing seven days a week because chances are you're probably gonna get burnt out and you might start picking up bad habits, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, start small, then increase your time posing get a posing coach, make sure you're being trained properly and making the right transitions. You know, you're placing your hands in the right way because you don't want to just pose willy-nilly because, Oh, my coach says I need to practice posing 15 minutes every day. Like you want to practice posing like you are on center stage and you want to own that stage. So practice like you give a fuck because hopefully you do.
1: And, 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 and for posing, um, I will say that like Practicing is good. Like you said, picking up bad habits, not good. Um, Mm -hmm. one thing too, that, that they really look for when posing is like keeping that core tight. So Mm -hmm. another thing you should implement too, is like doing vacuums, Yes. Um, you know, as far as when it comes to getting ready for polishing your look, because you want to be able to hold that core tight Mm -hmm. while you're breathing. You don't want to like drop that belly. Like I can think of like, my first two shows where my belly was literally just distended I just want to call it saggy yeah like it was just like like I drop it when in
0: my transition so yeah yep yep yep. you want to hold that shit. you want to keep it tight so do your vacuums do your core work do it not only fasted in the morning when it's easiest practice tricks like I can roll my belly down like that type of transverse abdominis control is hard to develop but like you know, do tricks with your belly, the tighter control you have, the tighter regulation you have, the better it is you're going to be on stage, but also practice on like a fuller stomach too. Like it's really hard to like really focus on that vacuum, but you know, you're not going to be most likely completely fasted anyway. When you're on stage, you're probably going to have a couple of meals and maybe like an intra, like an intra, like a pump up drink. So you're, you're going to have some stuff in your stomach. So practice posing, practice vacuuming, and it's going to be okay. Uh, We are going to do a separate podcast on the whole idea of peaking because that is a lot to shove Mm -hmm. into. And obviously that is part of polishing the look. So we'll definitely have like a follow-up for polishing the look and peaking. But because there's a lot of science and art that goes into it, we want to make sure we give it the proper time and duration and we can go into some extreme detail so that way you guys can benefit from. But we do want to offer a free show day checklist. And so obviously if you're new to competing or even if you're a veteran, it's good to have have all your ducks in a row to make sure that, you know, you're not missing anything because prep brain is real. <laughs> you're going to be probably overwhelmed and stressed out when it comes to just like traveling and, you know, doing your peak week and all that other stuff. So if you guys want, we do have a free day, free, like show day checklist that you can just reach out to Asherai and we will gladly send you a copy. It's interactive. So you can tell yourself when you have this packed or not packed. So we want to give that to you guys. So if you've lasted this long in the podcast, congratulations, you get something free.
1: Yeah, dude, it's a good one. It really is because, like Ash said, like the the show brain. You don't want to forget anything because if one you're out of town, you forget it, you're fucked. You could probably Mm -hmm. buy it for the most part. Um, but two, like if you're at the venue and you're about to go on stage and something is at your Airbnb or the hotel, if you're not staying at the the host hotel, you're kind of like, shit. Yep. Yeah, especially
0: like your button, like you said, like (laughs) forgetting your button. Oh my god, that would be tragic. That would be tragic. You can't. I don't even think you can get on stage without it. I I don't even know. I don't know. Uh-huh. That would be hard. That'd be so hard. But guys, you have a freaking great rest of your day. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions or any topics you want us to, to, to touch on, like please send us a DM. We're always like wanting to answer your guys' questions. But until then, we'll see you next time. Peace. Adios.